Well, Paul doesn't mess around, does he? He's talked about the saving power of God's grace. He's discussed how we receive that grace by embracing and cultivating faith. It's felt great so far. Just receive God's grace in and sin just goes away. So anytime we feel like sinning in the future, we got our eternal get-out-of-jail-free card, right? Paul's pretty quick to correct that understanding here. He doesn't just say, you're wrong, or that's a bit off, to the response of people saying, so salvation is free? Paul answers with a resounding, uh, no. Sure, through baptism we were changed by God's grace. We killed off our sins of the past in the waters of baptism and emerged in Jesus' life-saving resurrection. But there's a difference between being freed from sin and glossing over sin. One is about what holds the power to influence us. The other is which power we allow to influence us. In looking for what to do with Paul's message, I searched and searched for a source of wisdom, a source of truth, a source I could relate to. And I found that source in Eric Gale, also known as the Christian Jedi Master. That's right. The answer to what do we do with this message can be found in Star Wars. All right, you got me. I'm a geek. I've been all my life. But you see, the message here involves two key actions. A reprogramming and a call to action. Let's start with the reprogramming. For those who have seen the movie Rogue One, we were introduced to a charming android character named K2SO, or K2 for short. Like Paul, K2 is pretty direct in communication style. When entering a conflict where challenge was high, K2 would unhelpfully state, there is a 96.7% chance of failure. After managing to successfully get past a number of stormtroopers, K2's comment on their success was, there were a lot of explosions for two people trying to blend in. Here's the thing we need to remember about K2. K2 was built by the Imperial Army, designed for violence in support of a cause focused on power and control. Sound familiar? Like maybe a Roman soldier, perhaps? But K2 was ultimately reprogrammed by the Rebel Alliance to help free them from the Empire. Again, sound familiar? A person who encounters a rebel pursuing freedom from tyranny and is reprogrammed to support the cause of justice and of love? Baptism serves as our reprogramming as Christians. It helps to strip away the code that trains us to act in sinful ways, and it replaces it with the simplest of instructions. The code could probably fit in a single line. 
Love God and love your neighbor. Why should we want to be reprogrammed, though? Why why should we want that? Christ's death created an alternative world, a world where sin doesn't rule. Into this alternative world, baptism gives entrance in both Christ's death and resurrection. It is, in other words, baptism that frees us from sin. We're dead to that sin because we are now in Christ's death. Notice that Paul doesn't say that sin is dead, but that we have died to it. Sin still exists, but it belongs in the world from which we have been freed. Here's another way to think about it. If you're chemically dependent, when you get high, you can feel freed from the stress of life. But it robs you of your real freedom. You need to both recognize your powerlessness and accept the strength of God to bring change to set you on a path of sobriety. But you're still on a path of resistance. Just like there are recovering alcoholics that are never not alcoholics, we're recovering sinners. We never escape sin, but we now have a way to defeat it. Okay, now, what do we do with this reprogramming? Pieces of that original code are still in us. They still try to influence our choices towards sin. The difference is we now have a louder voice helping us to know what to do in response. To that end, Gail shares the actions of our favorite scoundrel of this ship, Han Solo, that help us both with what to do and with what not to do. In the movie The Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo goes out into horrific winter conditions to find our hero, Luke Skywalker, and bring him back to safety. He does this setting aside all risk to his own health and safety. Now, we may not have to save someone from peril during blizzard-like conditions, but we do have unlimited chances to focus on showing love for others, whether serving food for those without or comforting someone who just lost a very close family member or friend. We always have the chance to stay focused on extending God's love one person at a time to live into the new life that we have been given. So what about what not to do? Well, Solo also comments after saving Skywalker, getting him to safety, that's to you, Omi Jr. Sin's voice has that annoying ability to sway us toward being self-absorbed and focused on what's in it for us right there in that moment. But this new grace-filled life of salvation that we've accepted asks us to set that voice aside and instead listen to God's voice guiding us towards serving others with love unconditionally. It's interesting, isn't it? How when we unexpectedly lose someone close to us, our mindset changes. We all of a sudden reflect on how life is too short. 
how we really need to stay better connected with others. And how this time I'm really going to make the effort to be there for others when they need me. In that moment, we focus on love. We focus on God's grace. We focus on the new life we have in Christ. But then the busyness of life takes over. That's the voice of sin. It draws our attention away from being centered on filling our world with God's grace and shifts it toward what we need or want in this moment right here in front of us. We need to stop that. But it takes a lot of practice for us to get there. Kayada and Gail provides an awesome list of practical things we can do to turn away the voice of sin and toward the voice of God. Among his suggestions are, there's no time like the present to say I love you. Tell someone today. Admit when you're wrong without being prompted. Be a person of your word and do what, you're gonna, what you say you're going to do. Be generous with compliments and slow to criticize. When someone is on your mind, call them. Or send them a text, an email, or a message letting them know just that little fact. I was thinking about you right now. Pray with someone. Right then and there, when you say, I'll pray for you, do it right then and there. Spend time watching home videos or looking through family photo albums together. One of my favorites. Compliment your spouse and children in front of others. When your spouse or children come home, stop what you're doing and greet them. And probably the biggest one of all, cry together. If you need more ideas, just search be like Han, but don't be like Han. You'll find the rest of Gail's list there as a starting point. We can do this. We can live into a world where sin has no say and God's voice resonates within and around us. We can be part of the rebel alliance, resisting the power of sin because of Jesus' resurrection. Because through baptism we became a part of that great victory. That is what offers us hope. And hope is what powers the ability to resist the slavery of sin and embrace the freedom of new life in Christ. May the force of the Holy Spirit dwelling within you be with you. Amen.